Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up January 13th through the 15th in Texas in the lovely Hill Country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're so glad that you've joined us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. And how are you, my friend? I am blessed today and glad to be here. Well, you know, believe it or not, this uh, broadcast is coming to you in the new year of 2017. And I hope that you've gotten kicked off to a a great new year. I pray that there's a lot of great things ahead for you. Um, You know, one of the things that I was thinking of recently is that you know, it'd be great if we just stuck to one universal resolution every year. And it's the one thing that Jesus was asked about by the religious leaders that were wanting to try to see if they could trap him, see if they could self-justify. And they said, hey, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Wouldn't that be great? If yes. we just made that the singular resolution that we we woke up every day and said, that's what I resolved to do today. I mm. resolved to love God with all my heart and to love my neighbor. I as love myself. that verse. Yeah, that's great. And so we want to kick off this year by talking about an issue that might um, distract us from that one resolution. And that is this issue of failure 
I think it's interesting. We're doing this episode as the first episode of the new year. Yes, I like everybody that. wants to do resolutions, right? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about failure right out of the gate. So that is good. Why don't you set us up for where we're going to go in this in this episode? You know, it's funny how I'll be reading a book and one thing will jump out at me in this in a book. And uh, so I'm reading this book called Designing Your Life. Mm. And there are two things from the book, and the rest of the material is going to be ours. But the author said, he talks about failure immunity. Mm. Immunity, like immunization, protecting yourself from feelings of failure. Because failure kind of paralyzes us. Oh, I don't want to be a failure. Don't say I'm failing. I was just speaking to... Uh, one of the office staff here, and he said, you, that'll make me mad, and I'll mm. push back on you. Don't tell me that. I mean, that's sort of what failure brings out in us. And it's like, could we do some failure immunity? Mm. And then the other quote out of the book is, failure is really the, the raw material of success. Mm. When you're designing forward, you have to see what doesn't work. And, and every time you make an attempt and you fail, you got some new information to to use as you're trying to construct a more successful life. Mm. So let me go back to something I said earlier that I believe is just um, powerful and it's my material. It is, we all have a core fear of failure. And why is failing so scary? Because as children, remember, there's a three-part process. If you fail, you will be seen uh, as the broken bad one, and we can turn our back and reject you. Mm. You're not part of us. You're weak. And then if we reject you, that means you're all alone and abandoned. And and that's a scary place to be. We are made for community and belonging, and it just strikes something deep within us to say, you loser, we don't want to be, get away from us, we mm. reject you. Go away, we don't want to be with you. Go be alone, be over there. As a kid, it's just like overwhelming. And then even if our parents said, oh gosh, what's wrong with you? You're a big screw up. Are you ever going to change? Fear of failure, it's like the very one that's supposed to love you is saying, you're bad, get away. I don't like, I reject. Get away from me, abandonment. And even if it's not framed in a negative delivery, like kind of some of the things you're talking about, there can it can still be present in the sense of the not quite measuring up, you know? It's like, well, hey, you know what? That um, that 89 on your test, that's fine, but now how come it wasn't an A? Right. You know, something like that where it's just sort of like, ugh. In your heart you go, I did my best best that's right the, my best is an 89 and here i can't and my best can't enough. measure up you know oh boy and so what we're saying is that sometimes if we're not careful failing can get woven into identity mm-hmm. absolutely right? yeah and so you can't fail you, you won't be enough you won't be likable but the truth is we're growing and if you're growing you succeed and you fail and you learn and you succeed mm-hmm. and you fail. That's the model that works. But this whole idea of having such great fear deep in our being, a core issue, if you will, of fear of failing. 
you know, it's interesting as you're, as you're saying that I'm thinking about the identity issue and how if you, be, if you come to believe that you are a failure, not that you fail, you know, not that you make some mistakes and you stumble, but that you actually are a failure. You are a mistake. Mm. What wow. is, what move can you make in your life in any environment that you would be able to rest in? I mean, think about that. Can there even be, right. there can be no peace in your soul if you believe your identity is wrapped up in this idea of failure. So even if you, um, man, even if you do the kindest act, you serve someone, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because it's coming out of this deep place within you that you believe is your identity of being a failure and being a mistake, how can any of that bring any sense of wow. peace or wholeness to your to your life. And let me try an idea. We've been doing a couple of shows on your role. Do you think if if um, it's conveyed to you that you're a failure, you're bad, that you wouldn't want to grab a role to get some identity from that role? Oh, yeah. Because if you think about it, we want to belong, right? We want to have this sense of belonging. Um, we want to be known and loved just for who we are. Yes. But if that if we don't believe that can happen, we'll kind of take whatever we can get. And that's where I think we start adopting a performance mentality. Mm. Okay, listen, I can't, I, I can't really seem to connect to any environments where I feel loved and known and wanted mm-hmm. just for who I am. But you know what? Man, when I, when I hit the ball out of the park, Yes. In baseball or when I make, you know, valedictorian or when I succeed in performing in this particular way and yes. I can make art that's better than everybody else. Now I can latch myself onto something that gets me attention. But doesn't which is it, which is like love. Attention is like love, which which at least sort of soothes me for a moment, even though I feel like I don't belong still. Yes. I don't have a real true sense of belonging. I'll take second bet. I'll take whatever I can get. That's you know? it. That's powerful. And so failing is sometimes too closely connected to failure, mm-hmm. which is too deep in our being, right? So we want to push all of it away. Anything about failing, failure, not worthy, bad, um, broken, bad identity, push it away. Push it. It's too scary. So, you know, as we're saying this, do you understand how critical it is to speak to each of your children, their true identity, Mm -hmm. right? Their identity comes from God. That's it. Not from painful people that call us names. Well, you know, I was thinking about that even this morning and how important it is to speak out truth, not only over your children, but over yourself. As I was actually driving into the office this morning, I was thinking about some things that are coming up and that are going to truly require a supernatural uh, move of God. And I just spoke over my life as I'm driving into the office this morning. I said, you know what? I speak the power and might of Jesus Christ over you today. Wow. And it's like, I just spoke it out loud in to my yourself? car, to myself, yeah. and saying that is where you draw your strength. That Amen. is where you Amen. are going to succeed in this. And so it wasn't, and that's, and that's important. identity yeah. and it's vision, right? And so we need to be, you know, and I'm sure there's listeners out there that are probably 
struggling to receive even what I'm saying right now because they they can't even imagine speaking that way over themselves mm. because they're so immersed in this failure identity yes. that it feels it feels it would feel weird. They say it again. I want to hear it again. What did you say in your card to yourself? I said I speak the power and might of Jesus Christ over myself today for the things that I have ahead. Wow. That's and it's good. just being able to again recognize, I I I acknowledge mm. in that I acknowledge that I don't have the strength within my being mm. to accomplish these things that are ahead, but I but I'm speaking over my life the fact that there is nothing too powerful for Jesus Christ Amen. in Amen. me Amen. to to accomplish. So now what you're doing is you're using your spiritual resources, mm-hmm. right, to soothe your soul that has fear that's crawling and growing and bingo and that's what i really wanted to try to pull into what i'm what we're talking about here the reason i felt the need to have to speak that out loud over myself was i could start to feel some of my anxieties Ooh. and say this failure thing like yeah. what if this goes south what if it bombs what if everything falls apart and i was i had to re- it was essentially kind of starting to do battle, so to speak. That's saying, good. Hey, failure wants to rise up and say you can't yes. succeed. And it's like, but wait a second. I'm a beloved child of God, and therefore Amen. I've been given the power. Sometimes I say spirit to the front. Mm, I love spirit that. Spirit to the front because the soul is starting to create a big mess in here. Yeah. And spirit to the front. I want the spirit to lead right now whatever we need to do in the spirit because the soul is where we have all the crud. Mm-hmm. So we're just talking about lines of failure. We're trying to facilitate a dialogue about what do people say about failure? And, and we're, and we're going to have some solutions or how to manage it in, at the second part of the program. But here's another one. Um, someone said, failing does not end well. You know, <laughs> if you go try something as a kid and you fail, Nobody celebrates your, wow, that was good failing. You really failed well, you know. Failing is painful, you know. And somebody said, I tried sports once, I failed, and I gave it up. Mm -hmm. Think about how powerful that is, right? Failing is a very powerful energy direction feeling sort of inside us. Yeah, they don't make banners that say, we're number 37. <laughs> you know, we like, failed well. Right, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so another thought is this. I don't measure up. Mm-hmm. If I fail, I must not measure up. I don't have what it takes. That's what failure whispers. You know, you don't measure up. You don't have what it takes. You're not good like the other people that are good. And failure sows a seed in your soul and moves in next to your identity, right? And if you think about it, isn't failure, failure has to be tied to comparison, right? Yes. I mean, how could you have even this idea of failing? Oh, that's right. It has to be a context there's around not comparison. You. Yeah. And so I think that's where we just start looking around. And, you know, you mentioned in a previous episode that we did where you talk about how a lot of times you know, in high school, kids want to try to find the weakest and just sort of make fun of them and reject them. And do. And I think part of that is because um, we feel this need to, I got to find somebody that I'm better than yeah. in, in something, good. whether it's sports or academics or just work mm-hmm. or whatever else, because we just, we, it's so hard for our soul to bear that sense that I don't measure up. I don't, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have what it takes. So next idea, I should not fail. If I fail, it's because I'm bad. Mm. So I should not fail. Hey, we're humans. We're creation. We're not the creator. We're the creation. And isn't it is it isn't it true to every time you see that word should, it tends to, it often ties itself to shame. Yes, I should. I should. I That's should. that I, shame dialogue. I That's should good. not fail. And it's and again, it's not recognizing recognizing the reality that the man. It's it's clear in the Bible that says we're dust. You know, we're weak. We're frail. We're broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the next comment is, well, where whenever I've ever failed, I either got punished, humiliated, or embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, who wants to fail? I mean, those are terrible things. Yeah, and that's, again, that's one of the reasons why I think we get good at masking our failures. We get good at kind of covering it up to be able to say, and even maybe minimizing them. Hey, listen, it wasn't as bad as you think. We see this in, in our ministry all the time, right? Oh, so right. let's see, you're seeing prostitutes, you're looking at pornography all the time, you're betraying your your spouse, and yet you're still saying it's not as bad as it seems. <laughs> you know, that's... Or as bad as that guy. Yeah. You so, know, uh, so failure. You know, whenever I fail, I try to cover it up. Mm-hmm. I really can't show my failings out there. And we just heard why, punish, humiliate, embarrass, but cover up your failures. Don't show them. Don't let anybody see that there's failure in, in you and your life. Well, And if you have the identity dialogue going along that says you are a failure, Ooh. we have to cover it up because we don't want to be known by that. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different thing if you see failure as something that you do as part of being human. Yes. And it's not, it's not identifying, it's not defining you because then you're willing to say, yeah, I made a mistake there. You can confess it. It's not, it's not something that says this is who you are. And so you don't have that same kind of fear of actually admitting failure. I mean, it's not comfortable. We, none of us like to, I don't care if the healthiest person still doesn't enjoy necessarily admitting failure, but it's not something that cripples you to the point where you say, I've got to hide that I actually failed. Yes. So um, an individual shared this. He said, I hate it when my wife makes me feel like a failure because she says, well, you didn't and weren't you and why didn't you? And then I start to feel like a failure and then I want to lash out and I want to punish her and push her back and protect myself and make her stop. Why? Because she just hit a vulnerable spot in me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes... I feel like a failure. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that? You're the love of my life, and you're going to tell me that I'm failing or I'm failing, which fires failure, and that's who I am to you? I think that's what it is. I think we're making a connection here. Failure, right, is so close to triggering. um, Failing is so close to triggering failure as an identity. Mm Mm-hmm. That, uh, well, of course, because we, we've blurred the lines. If we fail and then come to believe that that is actually defining our, our identity, who we are, then they're synonymous. Failing is synonymous with failure as a, as a human being, as a person. So since we're talking about um, 
you know, failure immunity. We better get to the the stuff that's going to be helping us <laughs> learn how to overcome this and how to yes. how to move forward. So it's interesting because there's this guy that does a podcast called Tim Ferriss, and he said, "I want to strengthen this sort of fear of failure in me." And he said, "I wear loud, ugly pants in public," and. I want to not be defined by what other people say. Whoa, those are embarrassing. You know, I wouldn't wear those. You're a loser. Who? I don't. I, I want to be above what other people say. And I thought that that's uh, developing an immunity to failure, right? Trying uh-huh. to get strong, because there's a couple of parts of this. How does it happen? Someone speaks it to you. When they speak it, then your inner fear program rises up in response. And so that was sort of an interesting way to say, I don't want to define myself by your comments. Mm-hmm. I want to carry my own true identity inside. So that was just an interesting little, you know, idea. We have a bunch of ideas. You can try any of these you want. I always suggest you pray for wisdom. Just give me wisdom, God. Help me when I feel like I'm mm-hmm. failing. Give me wisdom. We're told to pray for wisdom. And, you know, if you pursue it and seek it, he'll give it to us. So that's number one. What what are you thinking? Yeah, well, I, I also think that, um, you know, we talked about a little bit in a previous episode about just uh, kind of checking your body. Yeah, I think that's important in terms of because, you know, we talk about how failure does fire off kind of biologically. And yes. you're probably going to have a zone somewhere in your body that lights up, so to speak, either in pain or in tension or something else that when you're feeling mm-hmm. that core lie of failure coming up. And so just getting to know your body, you know, whether it's your neck, or your head, or your stomach or your yes. back or something like that, that can help you to sort of recognize, okay, I, I see what track I just got on here and how can I now change the dialogue in my head from what used to be the failure dialogue that says you're, you know, you're worthless, you're going to bomb out, nobody's going to want you, all this kind of stuff to now better dialogue that's saying, no, wait a second, your identity is firmly rooted in Jesus and you are a beloved son of the king. So what you did is you put two things together. Check your body because it'll signal you. And what will it signal you? The core is firing. Mm -hmm. That failure is coming close right now. And be mindful. What you do next is really important because one of the things I say is no person defines me. You can have all the opinion you want, but my identity comes from the Father not from broken humanity. Mm-hmm. So you, you can tell me you're not happy and, and and you can tell me I failed and I didn't do it good enough, but it's like you, you don't get to, to define me. You can be in pain, but I'm sorry, my definition comes from above. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the other thing that I would say is have a get-up mentality. Mm-hmm. And And here's the thing. The reality is, is you already know that you failed. I mean, there's not a human being alive that that hasn't failed in in some way. Mm -hmm. And so the issue is not thinking that you can try to reach a destination where you never stumble again. But if you have a get up mentality, what you realize is that each time you get up, you didn't with every failure, you didn't lose every positive thing that you learned up to that point. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give you an illustration. I was a basketball player in high school and college. and, And so, you know. I had developed skill from the time that I was in junior high on up, and my skill level definitely changed over the years. Well, when I was a senior in high school, got to play in the Texas McDonald's All-Star Game and, you know, led the state of Texas in three-point percentage and all this kind of stuff. And it was really 
my skill had advanced greatly. Did I win 100% of the games in my senior year? No. We didn't win the state championship during my playing years. But did those losses mean that when I lost a game, I then lost all the skill that I had developed up to that point? Oh, that's good. No, I lost a game. So you get up, you keep moving forward. Realize that the skills that you're building to become emotionally healthy are not, they're not negated should you have a failure, should you Mm -hmm. stumble in your behavior, stumble in your thought or whatever. So the idea is have a get up mentality. Just keep getting up. That's good. So one of the things I do when my core fires is I go to talk to God and I say, what is your, what is my worth to you, Father? What is your view of me? Tell me the truth right now because my body is signaling failure and someone else is saying failure. I want to hear from you right now. Can I just quiet myself and hear from you? It's mm-hmm. one of the things I try to do. Mm-hmm. What else? Well, I like what you have down here about just rest, rest, rest. Mm. I, I think a failure identity causes us to just be in a perpetual state of anxiety. And so I think this rest idea is, uh, in my own life personally, I have found that it is far more challenging for me to rest mentally than it is to rest physically. And that's just kind of the way I'm wired. So I I have to learn to create space to kind of let my brain sort of settle down. Mm. And if you're a person that tends to just kind of always be wired, always be on, always be thinking, yes. and if you also then tie that to a failure uh, paradigm of identity, you're probably going to, even in your quote-unquote restful moments where you're not, you don't have something on the schedule or whatever else, you're probably going to have to work at getting your brain and your mind to sort of settle down because you're going to spend all those thoughts of all those conversations you had previously in the day and say, oh, if I'd only said it this way, or oh, I just totally missed that opportunity. Oh, and you know, and the shame dialogue will want to come in, and you'll probably have a lot of the the failure self talk going on. Yes. So part of settling your mind down is just saying rest, and I think sometimes even just again speaking things out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, praying. I need rest in this moment. Help yes. me to just create some space in my mind for good thoughts. Good. So the next one I have is, if your spouse says you're never going to get it done, uh, I don't have any times I have to tell you, uh, and then you start to feel like, oh boy, I failed again. Maybe I'm not enough. I'm not a good husband. Even if somebody said you're a loser, that might whisper in your brain. Sometimes in encounters, it's important to signal to your wife, uh, just the timeout signal. Right now I'm flooding and I need a timeout. And ask for a timeout, then walk away. To go, what you just said, rest, bring the system to rest, the brain to rest, the emotions to rest, to have your spiritual dialogue, to move your body around, do something physical, walk, breathe, Right? Breathe deeply. But I'm saying this because sometimes people will fire a core and they don't even know it. And we have to give them a timeout to teach them, you know, what, what's happening. I'm bringing my system back to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. I also think it's very important that you begin to reframe failure into a growth mindset. If you think about it, you know, when, when we heard earlier that, you know, failure is just the raw material of success from the author, um, I think sometimes it's hard for us to get our minds around that. If you've got a failure identity, then you think every time you fail is catastrophic. 
if you think of it in terms of, let's say, a Thomas Edison, who, what do they say, 10,000 times, you know, attempted to make a light bulb and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, the famous comment is, I just found 10,000 ways that a light bulb doesn't work. Yes. You know, now I would love, you know, one of the guys in our office yelled out when he heard that we were doing this. He said, you know, it's better to try and fail than to never try at all. And I say, that's a great little cute creed. But I wonder how many people actually adopt that as because yes. I'm thinking, no, sometimes in my mind, I'm thinking, no, it's better just not try at all. If I think I'm going <laughs> to fail. Know, that's a logical thing, right? right? And logic doesn't always bring the emotional system to mm-hmm. rest, right? So my last one would be there is a wrong way to think. You're a failure. And when someone says you're a failure, you did bad. What I try to do is agree with them and say, you know what? I am humanity. Mm -hmm. I'm a human guy. And you know what? Nobody made me God. I'm not perfection. So I want to go with what they say because they're saying weakness. And I'm go, of course I have weakness. Mm -hmm. Why argue about it? I have weakness. I'm creation. I'm not creator. I'm not perfection. I'm humanity. You're looking at, and if some of my weaknesses is, you know, is showing, I'll try to tuck back in or something, but, but I'm, I'm the creation. And that's where I think we, we can recognize in this entire process and this entire journey to, to mature more in how to handle failure, that the Bible's very clear. All have sinned and fall short of the glory oh, of God. Oh, yes. So in the, in the reality, all of humanity has failed to live up to the glory of God. But that does not leave us without hope because we are also told that Jesus Christ paid the penalty on our behalf. He then imparted that righteousness and, 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 and enoughness to us yes. so that we can be in the presence of God forever. So, so live in the power and might of Jesus Christ today. Absolutely, absolutely. We're glad you've been with us, and we hope this has been helpful in moving you forward and dealing with just the issue of failure in your life. If you'd like some more help along the way, please contact us and we'll see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. Pure Sex Radio.